I believe that private practice physical therapy is the key to solving the current healthcare crisis. And in this video, I'm gonna discuss with you, specifically we're gonna keep rolling with market. And in this video, we're gonna talk about the where. So last video, I shared with you how to select the who in the market. And this video, we're specifically gonna talk about where your practice should ideally be located. Now, I understand that you can't just move your practice and you know open up in a new location next week but you know within the next three years within the next five years you're probably going to get an opportunity or maybe you're planning on opening another office another clinic site and this is just going to help you do it in a better more scientific way so this video is really for uh, the private practice owner that's looking to attract patients uh, via direct access so whether you're in network out of network cash pay only uh, whether you're just starting or whether you've been established for years this is for you this is not for you if you're really just all about making excuses like my area is not an ideal place to open up a PT practice. If you're thinking something like that, if you're saying something like that and it's just an excuse, you're probably not going to listen to or act on what I'm about to share with you. So let's talk about the three barriers that get in the way for practice owners when they're thinking about where their practice is located. Number one, you picked your area. I didn't pick it for you. A business partner likely didn't pick it for you. The government didn't pick it for you. An association didn't pick it for you. Patients didn't pick it for you. You chose where to open your location. Now, there's a lot of reasons that that could be. We're going to talk about those here in a second. But ultimately, you're responsible for where your clinic is at today and where it's going to be at tomorrow. Second, you likely, like most of us in, as a healthcare service provider, did very little research as to where your area was. Now, Quick disclosure and confession, where I'm at, I got really, really lucky. And a couple of reasons for that. One, I didn't know any better at the time. And I happened to find a, a great location to open up in 15 years ago that was more luck than anything else. And the reason that it was lucky was because uh, my wife, Stephanie, we looked at four different places. She was six months pregnant at the time. This was, uh, and this was our oldest son. And anyhow, uh, we walked in one location. It was a 2,000 square foot suite. And she said, yes, this is where you want to be. Now, both of our families had ties to that area. A lot of other reasons that were more serendipitous than uh, planned. But um, And that's unfortunate because many times you'll see a successful owner and it looks like they narrated that story. And that's not really the way that it happened. And for me, again, I just got really lucky. But looking back, I can at least now discern out those key factors that played a role in our success. I'm going to share those with you here today. So likely did very little research. I did very little research. It was more just on my wife's feel about where to open up uh, when we initially opened up. The third thing is no discernment at all. Most of us just open up out of convenience. So maybe we got, you know, an extra dollar or two off of our lease or our rent somewhere. We were able to negotiate more aggressively because that area wasn't in as in high demand. I know many private practice owners open up in like a medical building. There's some sort of uh, false belief, self-limiting belief that we have to be open in a, a medical complex for us to be standing where people who can afford your services and who want to afford your services, where they're located at. So you should know where that is. And the easiest way to do that is um, just go to it's eddm.us. So if you're in the US, if you're um, international, I'm not sure of the equivalent but um, there should be a way that you can do a, a demographic study for your specific area and look at where pockets of household income are. So with every door direct mail, eddm.us, you can just scroll through the site for your zip code 
and the adjacent zip codes of your uh, practice location and see what the average household income is. So if you're selecting a site, like you're planning on opening a new clinic or you're planning on moving your existing clinic, you want to go there and do that. And you can at least see where people with that have the potential to pay you the capacity to afford your services where they're living at. And that's a good start. So know where the money is, is number one. The second thing you want to do is study where they live and shop. And again, talking about luck and serendipity, where I'm located at is in a very specific pocket here in central Pennsylvania. And if we would go two miles one way, the average person is just never going to travel there. So two miles west of here, nobody's going to travel there. One mile east of here, nobody's going to travel there. So understanding where the traffic flow is and where people live and shop and what that looks like is really, really key. So I know off the top of my head in our area, there's about 4,300 households that the average age of the person in the household is, or the head of the household is 48 years of age and older, because typically that's like the empty nesting stage. And those people are, uh, that demographic is more willing and likely to invest money in their own health and spend money with you as a PT. And then also the average household income in that for those 4,300 is $100,000 a year or more. So typically finance isn't going to be a barrier for that type of person. There are, we know where they're living at and we know where they're spending money and they're spending money a quarter mile of away here is Target and Kohl's and Costco and uh, Starbucks and Ulta and all these uh, Hobby Lobby, all these large box stores. So they're traveling there on a routine basis. Two grocery stores are right here, um, et cetera. So they're living within five or 10 miles and they're used to driving there. Now, again, if I would be, let's say five miles east of here, uh, there is a PT practice that has been there for a long time, five miles east of here, which is almost in the same township where I live, people are not going to live here and then travel out there for PT. It's just, it's against the flow of, of how they normally travel. They're going to find something more convenient. So it's just something to realize and recognize when you're doing a, a geographic study and you're looking at demographics, know where people live and shop. And the third thing that you want to take a look at is the traffic flow. And wherever that traffic flow is, you want to be there. Because if you're not there, you're going to have to work really hard or you're going to have to work harder, more diligently to market your practice in a way that people are willing to come see you. Now, this is where I'll, I'll disagree with some business analysts and practice owners within PT. They'll say something along the lines of physical therapy is a destination-based business, meaning it doesn't really matter where you're located at because people are coming for a service. Um, as long as you're relatively close, they're willing to travel there. And I'll agree to a certain extent, but if somebody's not used to traveling where you're located, they're less likely to travel where you're located. So the big idea there is to be in the area where they're used to traveling. Now, we don't have a retail space here. I love standalone buildings. Um, that's been my preference. Uh, we do have another practice that is in a retail space, and that is working out really well for us. But the big idea is to understand where people live and they shop and understand what that traffic flow looks like and then be there. So the big benefits of that are, and why do we want to do this? Well, we want to establish who our target market is, which we talked about in the last video. And then the second thing that we want to do is we want to understand them so we can serve those people better. We can serve our customer better. And that's a really big deal because if we're going to 
you know, be viable in our practice, uh, be able to keep our doors open, ultimately be profitable. Um, if you're going to get the rewards of leaving an impact in your community and helping a lot of people, it's very important to understand this. So just don't underestimate where your practice is located, understand it, and use these three steps here. The other thing that I want to talk about is I, I get to talk with literally hundreds of practice owners all over the U.S. and now uh, 10 countries internationally as well. And it's going to be really, really difficult for you to have the business skill, savviness, and competency to be in an area that people don't want or need physical therapy. And, you know, there's a certain person, a certain demographic of people that are more likely to invest in PT than those that are not. You might think that they need PT. And I, I'm going to give you two quick examples. First one was a Dan Kennedy story. So again, just to give Dan Kennedy credit, when we're talking about market message media match, that's where that comes from. Greatest living marketer alive. Dan Kennedy tells a story about he was helping somebody that uh, sold a carpet cleaning service. And he said, okay, show me where, and the person had mailed out an adver advertiser and basically got no business out of it. It didn't work. And the, the owner came back to Dan and said, this didn't work. And Dan said, well, show me where you, the neighborhood where you mailed that. And they drove through the neighborhood and he said, yeah, nobody here in this neighborhood is investing in carpet cleaning services. You have to deploy. So you had the right message. You were using the right media, but you don't have the right market. And that market not only involves the who, but it involves where they're living at and what their spending habits are. So that's why it's important to know where they live and shop. Anyhow, they, they changed the, the neighborhood that they were targeting and this person, their business exploded. And I believe the person was Joe Polish, who's gone on to have an amazing marketing career in his own right. But it all started from that understanding where the market lives. So if you're going to go directly to the buyer, really important to understand and deploy these three steps. And especially if you're looking to attract, uh, go directly to the public and attract direct access patients to your private practice. So next time uh, we're going to continue to dwell and hone in on selecting your market. And specifically, we're going to talk about how you can influence your payer mix.